0: Greetings, good people, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Check Please. I am His Lady and your hippie homegirl, Ari, and this is episode 30. Let me start off by just saying thank you so much for being with me here today. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your love, and thank you for your grace. I hope you are feeling well. I hope that you are tapped into self. I hope that you are absolutely feeling loved at this moment. And if you are in any position, any place, mentally, physically, spiritually, where you are not aligning with your best and most greatest good, I hope that you take the time to acknowledge where you are so you can always be moving forward, right? Always moving forward. That is the goal always. So just to briefly recap, you guys, it has been a crazy year so far good stuff dope stuff amazing stuff but what I will say is I was supposed to have an episode in May at the end of May that didn't work out so here we are in the beginning of June 2021 life is good I hope that you are just really really focused on the rest of the year we are literally six months in and man it's been a crazy one so I just hope that your energy is high If you are a first-time listener, thank you so much for being here. I hope you go back to some previous episodes. Check me out. Lots of dope tips, great reminders, and just good vibes always. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back to check in with me, check in with yourself, make sure you're feeling good, make sure that vibe is right within, right? Self-love is the best love. So with that said, we are in episode 30. Now, Today, I have the honor and the privilege of having one of my really, really amazing friends. He is an actual fellow podcaster. He has a podcast that he hosts called Medicine Ball, and it is all about mental wellness, exercising your mind, giving your brain a six-pack. He is also an amazing producer. He just is a man of many talents and wears many, many hats, but I know him as LS3 or Lorenzo Scott III welcome 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 to the show Lorenzo
1: hey first of all the honor and the pleasure is all of mine um like you mentioned there's so you're someone who I've known way back since uh, high school and uh you're an amazing person amazing woman so I appreciate you and thank you for the welcome
0: Absolutely. It is an honor for for me as well to have you here. You actually have me on your podcast as well. And I just appreciate that so, so much. And so I wanted you to tell my listeners a little bit about your podcast, Medicine Ball, and what the inspiration was for that.
1: Um, absolutely. Absolutely. So without getting too uh, deep, deep, deep uh, medicine ball is a podcast, just like you said, that's dedicated to mental health and mental wellness, but uh, exercising your mind. Um, and I don't want to get too technical. I know my people will say the brain is not a muscle, but the idea is you use it or you lose it. And um, me, I'm personally somebody who's uh, been diagnosed for 17 years now. And uh, as you said, with uh, producing, and I also was a, a person who was a, a party promoter at, you know, numerous spots here in Atlanta and whatnot. And I, already, I always had that kind of charisma. I always knew that I could t- kind of talk to people. But to be honest, it took a lot of courage and push from a lot of people as well as me kind of aligning you know who i want to be for me to get the courage to kind of do the first episode and speak on you know personally uh me as being someone who's diagnosed with bipolar disorder the things that i have gone through and what kind of got me to where i am now not that i'm there finished final product or anything at all mm-hmm. but uh, i think you know we all just need to strive to be our best self our our our, our uh ultimate form of ourself. So um, you know, it just started out as me just relating things in my life and how I was able to overcome them. And you know, after I got those couple of episodes in, started getting feedback, accepted to more platforms and people started really listening and paying attention, it uh just came from there.
0: Absolutely. Yes, 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 yes. Amazing. And you guys definitely check out Medicine Ball. It is available on all podcast platforms and it is yes, a yes. wonderful tool for you to just really understand you know, how the mind really does work and, and he breaks it down in such a way where it's relatable, you know, but it, it, it challenges you to actually think. It it just really expands your mind. So I definitely, Absolutely. definitely um would yeah, it would I w- it would behoove you to to definitely take a listen and, and check out Medicine Ball for sure. So with well, that definitely. said <laughs> So with that said, the yes, fact ma'am. that you have been diagnosed order um and, and I know that you are not the traditional, you know, um, you're just not the traditional person that has bipolar. You're not just on, you know, all this medication. You're not just, right. you know, living through the doctor's lens. So what I want to know from you, um, because, you know, I personally know your story, but just to kind of highlight for somebody else who might be going through something similar. What Absolutely. was your particular turning point when you realized that modern medicine was not going to be your first choice when dealing with dealing with this diagnosis of bipolar disorder.
1: Oh wow! Um, all right, uh, that's a, a loaded question, but I, <laughs> I, I absolutely um, I remember it very well because it took a lot to do that. So the first thing I want to kind of throw out there is, if you're someone who's diagnosed with any type of mental illness or mental, you know, health uh, disability, I don't like you know crippling it. But if you're diagnosed with something. Uh, the first thing that I think is important is that you understand is that you're going to have to be a courageous and um, a person who's full of perseverance and very resilient because before you even get to the medicine stage, you have to go around and find an actual therapist, which is hard enough in itself because it's a person you don't know that you have to pretty much have all trust in. That's number one. So that alone could take multiple trips. So I remember having to go through multiple, uh, you know, a psychiatrist or psychologist, Um, now with that being said, depending on your relationship with your psychiatrist or psychologist, they're either going to let you be involved when it comes to your medication, or if you don't speak up and you're not doing your diligence, they're just going to give you something. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. my initial, uh, my initial, uh, psychiatrist was, you know, and it runs in the family. So most mental health illnesses are, uh, you know, hereditary, but my original one was referred by my mother, um just kind of gave me some medicine. And me at that age, I was too young. I was right in the middle of like my prime in college, like starting to make music, throwing all the parts. I was really in my prime. So I wasn't taking it serious and I was just taking the medicine. Mm-hmm. Now, um, mm-hmm. what I noticed very early on, and I'm rapid, I'm getting to where you go, right? <laughs> what I noticed very uh, early on was when it came to the medicines, I could feel a little bit of something because, you know, and I get deeper into this on my podcast. Some of it is mental. Sometimes I would be like, well, am I just going through life issues or mm-hmm. am I really have something going on? You know what I right. mean? Right. But the one thing that I could feel for sure is that whenever, because I was, I was young at that time. I, so whenever I would miss a dose of my medicine, mm-hmm. I've never been on any hard drugs, like, track or anything like that to where you know I know when I was growing up they used to show us the videos of people kicking the habit and going through withdrawals I've never been mm-hmm. on anything like that but when right. I would miss one day of this medicine one or two days mm-hmm. I would be locked up curled up in a ball I don't even know how to explain it lightheaded extremely lightheaded almost like I wasn't even here like mm-hmm. I felt like I was in the matrix like I was disconnected from my body and um I found early on that the reason I continue to take the medicine after that is to get past the withdrawals. So right. as I as I grew older and I started to take it more seriously with the uh through the, you know the most high i got with a better doctor who encouraged me to do the research tell him how my body's feeling he would let me know about the side effects and if mm-hmm. i came with him and let him know that like hey yeah i might need a, a xanax but this is why as mm-hmm. opposed to abusing it he would adjust it mm-hmm. so when i got with him i remember one of the medicines he had me on and i'll give you guys the name it was called venlaflaxen for those of you if you're out there on it venlaflaxen was one of them effects um I think they did this thing with the, uh, I don't know if it was a lithium tablet, which tastes horrible. <laughs> and long story short, the one thing that stuck out, because at this point, it's years later after my diagnosis, I'm paying attention to it, is the crazy night sweats mm. I would get. Right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was at that point where I mentioned it to him that he was like, oh, yeah, that's a side effect. So that particular, uh, and it took years, guys, but he was instrumental in me getting to a place of knowing what these medicines do to your body right like they actually have an effect and that's what i even talk about when you know when i'm dealing with the music and i see all these people and all these popping because i'm like man that's science <laughs> you really yes. messing with your body when you're doing that kind of right stuff, right? right so legit, um, messing with chemistry legit it, it exactly and that's what it is like some mental illnesses are just straight up and down chemistry. Mm -hmm. Some of them Mm -hmm. can be brought on, but some of them is just chemistry. But uh, to get to the point, so at this point, I'm locked into my medicines. I hate how I feel when I withdraw. And I started to do research on the medicine, and it led me down a rabbit hole to where they had done research on African-American males in my Mm -hmm. situation, and those particular medicines were doing messed up stuff to them. And it was just tons and tons and tons and tons of research on this. And I was like, oh, Oh, (laughs) no, no, it was at that point where I was like, like straight up. And again, at this point, I'm more self-aware, and mature, where I was like, all right, I'm gonna have to wean myself off. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't just stop taking it. So what I had slowly started doing is over 30 days. Instead, if I had to take a total of five pills, I would take four. Right. And then Mm go to go to go to to, because I had to still maneuver and function. And that's when I decided to get off of the medication, because what it was doing to my body, especially when I missed it. Mm -hmm. When I'm looking at what they are talking about with all these drugs out here, it's the same thing, man. So right. it was at that point where I realized this stuff affects your body. The withdrawal is more of a motivation to take it than actually treating your symptoms. Mm-hmm. Something ain't right here. And that's where exactly. I stopped. I'm, I'm sorry I was a little long. On the no, that's no, that
0: happened. was perfect. That was perfect because people need to know, like, yeah. if you're not paying attention, you're not in tune. And, you know, to, to, your, um, to basically add to you, you are an athlete as well. So you're very exactly. in tune with when things are off in your body just as a whole because you know you you are a muscle you know you you work out regularly exactly. you know you've always been in a particular condition with yourself just with maintenance of your own personal health so
1: exactly, that, exactly. So and, and knowing for the that fellas, is
0: so important go ahead and
1: for the fellas out there just a little side note I was having problems in, in other category in the bedroom
0: mm-hmm. and for a
1: minute there I thought it was something going on with me
0: and mm-hmm. so my
1: man was like oh no nah, that's part of the medicine so, yo, wow. you, you you got to know what's going on. You got to take it serious. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Wow, wow, wow. So, let me ask you this: um, With all of that, you know, you making a choice, you feeling like, hey, you know, I'm in tune with everything that's going on. Because I know there are people who are skeptical, especially when you start, you know, starting start to reduce or even get off of this particular medication. Was there any doubt from you, or was was there any other? You know, was there any adversity when it came to support for you discontinuing being on this medication? Uh,
1: okay, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to try to Like, I'm working at the time, so I've, I've kind of gone through this before, so I got my answer, but absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so the first thing you have to realize, and this is what I make it very clear to people, because I don't think that everybody, if you have a mental health illness, you go, oh, man, I ain't going to do the medicine.
0: Mm-hmm. It depends
1: on where you're at, and this goes back to self-awareness. I knew what I was getting ready to go through.
0: Mm -hmm. i knew
1: the withdrawals i was going to go through furthermore when you're dealing with your family and this is really in life when you if you're diagnosed with something that that sounds as shocking as bipolar you stop getting the benefit of the doubt for being a human so for instance if i get up and i get upset oh you got to take your medicine
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. if i stub my toe and say oh f oh you got to take you out of control Mm-hmm. right right on top of that my mother and this goes really deep but it's something called mild childism syndrome but long story short i found out as i became a man right and started taking control of my medical records and really getting into it my mom was because she's diagnosed as well and takes some of the similar medication she was mm-hmm. telling people some crazy stuff to kind of paint a picture
0: mm-hmm. and i know she
1: meant well i don't mean to down talk her but it's just like you know, my father didn't already really believe in it, even though he's a Vietnam veteran who suffers from PTSD. That's another story. Right. But it's just like so she knows that. So it's easy if she, you know, wanted to tell me something and I didn't want to go along with it to just like literally call my father and be like, yo, he's crazy. He has a weapon. Like I'm licensed mm-hmm. and everything. He never have to mm-hmm. he has a weapon, be careful. Or my mm-hmm. grandmother, I don't know what's wrong with him. Remember, he's diagnosed. Right. So when I went into this. And the podcast helped me. It was therapy for me and it held me accountable. I was Mm -hmm. fully aware that I'm just not going to be able to get mad the same way. I can't react the same way. I can't respond the same way. I can't say certain things. And it's hard, but I knew, and you know, this gets more into what we're about to talk about in a second, but I knew what I was getting into. Mm -hmm. So I had to write down literally on a piece of paper what type of person I wanted to be. Mm. Who do you want to be bro who do you want I'm sorry I thought of me today who do you want to be bro when you <laughs> leave the room, what do you want people to say about you if you right. die what do you just talked about it was a crazy year I lost so many people what do you want people to say about you mm-hmm. and I also realized that when people say that stuff from the movies oh, I want people to say I was noble I want people to say I was brave I was honest that ish is hard mm-hmm. it ain't mm-hmm. about that so if you decide you're gonna be a patient person, Grab a Snickers, bro. It's going to be hard as hell. (laughs) So I understood all of that and that allowed Mm -hmm. me to, I don't want to get too much into religion, but just align myself with something that was looked as good and follow that path. And Mm -hmm. that kept me solid and founded through all the adversity. Mm. Through all the adverse, why you ain't taking your medicine? Why you can't? Mm-hmm. And eventually, after a long time of work, careful, pay attention to what I say. Careful to how I react. Careful to knowing how people's perception of people with mental health are. I got mm-hmm. to a point where people almost don't even know I I am have bipolar disorder now. Exactly. So exactly. it was a lot of adversity. A majority of it came from my family, right? Mm-hmm. But. When you dig, digging into this mental awareness and being self-aware, bro, you got to realize like people are who they are and don't get distracted. Right. Feel right. Me? right. So it was a lot of adversity. I never personally had doubts because I had tried previously, but I understood that this go around. If I wanted to be successful, it was going to take some work and I was prepared for that. So I didn't right. have as many doubts, but it was more coming from my family than I was expecting, but it wasn't anything that threw me off.
0: Right, right. Understood. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, because ultimately you said you being diagnosed on paper, they, somebody can always relate your reactionary, you know, whatever it is, however you react to, oh, he's being manic or, oh, he's doing this because you've already been diagnosed. They feel like they can just continue to diagnose you. So that's and amazing. that's one of the
1: things that helped me with the podcast too and also with some legal things i had going on lobbying for laws mm-hmm. because i hear people or see people say stuff like well i moved into an apartment and i wanted my dog so i just told him i i, I had he was a a partner dog right mm-hmm. or a coping dog, emotional support and yep mm-hmm. exactly or they'd be like man i don't have to work i just get a check from the government but what they don't realize is like what most people don't realize is the government is pushing through little laws all day, every day that don't come up on CNN Mm -hmm. that you won't know about. So it's just like, they'll mess around and take away your right right to bear arms. They'll mess around and take away your right to have kids. They'll mess around and take away your right to run a LLC.
0: Exactly. You'd be stigmatized and you won't even know because you decided that it was easier to be diagnosed and go ahead and take the easy route versus actually, you know, being honest about whatever it is. If you really do feel that way or you actually, there's nothing really clinically diagnosed, diagnosed, you know, there's nothing wrong.
1: Like people don't understand the government will do something and be like, yo, if you, if you have a mental health illness on paper, your legal drinking age is 30.
0: Right. You do not know about it until it comes. At, out at all,
1: to you, till you go buy, <laughs> you go buy that beer, and they be like, right. "Oh, you in the middle of Oh, it. flat. Like, yeah, no. This is my fear, <laughs> and 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 just real quick, I don't want to say too much. This is my fear. Like, I hear people are like, yeah, just like you can go on the sexual predator site, and it be all them little dots. Yep. Right, mm-hmm. bro. You don't want to have a bad day and walk into one of these things and mess around. Say you depressed, and then Damn. they they put that kind of system out, and they got them dots on you. Oh
0: no, lie.
1: You feel no me? Lie. So
0: because we're not far we're not far exactly. from that so
1: exactly.
0: mm, wow okay so um my final question for you so yep. as someone who has overcome something people are not fully conscious of how important is it to you to be in control of your mind and basically have emotional discipline
1: um it's the difference between living a um a successful life you know what I mean, or, or or a worry-free life, because I read somewhere in a devotion—not to get into Christian things, but just like life success should be based on the ability to move through life without too many obstacles, smooth. Mm. That's mm. real success, right? Right. That's right. a real successful person. So it's just like this is the difference between you having a easygoing life or a hard life, right? And it's things that people say all the time, like, "Well, I'm my own worst enemy." Or, oh, well, I can control my emotions. And that's how blind we are. This is stuff we'll throw at our kids all day, every day, but don't realize what it really means. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When people people tell you all day, well, I realize it's how I respond to the, to the situation. Well, no, you don't, or else you wouldn't be so frustrated. Right. So having control of your, over your mind is essential in whether or not you want to have a bunch of sleepless nights and headaches <laughs> or you want to have, like, you gonna have those. So exercising your mind, I say this on my podcast, it won't give you life's answers, but you'll be able to live life with more patience, peace and understanding while simultaneously equipping yourself with effective strategies to help you get through life. Life is a negotiation. So emotional Hmm. discipline. And this is just an aspect of just like controlling your mind and mindfulness and, and, and awareness and all of that because there's levels to it right
0: absolutely you, you have to be
1: tapped point, in yes and, and that's the thing and i hate to say it but like especially like i'm speaking for for, for, for what i am i'm a black person like mm-hmm. we take mental health the lightest but we the heaviest affected yes so just think about this real quick we'll be quick to tell you that the world is against us as as african americans mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if we know that we're not sending our children out here equipped to fight this war that we're saying we know. At so all. we have our kids out, not taking mental health and that kind of stuff seriously. Mm-hmm. And so now they're fighting against the world that, you know, we want to say is against us. Crippling. With a lack
0: of self-awareness. With a lack of self-awareness. And that causes
1: them to be behind that. <laughs> they yes. be behind because of that yes. so just like you said you got to be tapped in so real quick emotional discipline man that joint is easy is the ability to control how you feel about a situation right mm. that's what it is the yes. ability to control how you feel about a situation listen if you wow. live it in life I don't care what your color is what you speak or whatnot. Sooner or later, a person or a situation in your daily interaction is going to press every single button on the mankind that you have. (laughs) Right. Every single button, right? And me, even me as currently as a work from home manager, right? Not a, I've been a manager before. It's different when you can look somebody in the face. It's something Mm -hmm. else when they just behind a keyboard (laughs) and they popping off, right? So (laughs) I have learned that it's really about how you control, how you react to situations. A majority of times, we ourselves are what's working ourselves up. We're making ourselves mad. Yes. yes, yes. We gripe about it and things of that nature. But this goes back to mindfulness and emotional discipline. Mindfulness is important because it allows you to zoom back into what the hell is going on right this second. Right. Bro, why are you really mad and what can you do about it? Like this stuff in rocket science when it comes to emotional discipline and awareness is actually quite simple. When we talk Mm -hmm. about mindfulness, oh, can you sit somewhere for 20 minutes and feel your foot itch and just be like, okay, I feel my foot itch, but I don't have to react to it. That's the first step. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Something like that. Oh, man, my arm feels a little funny. You're aware of it, but you're not about to grab your arm. From there, you can start to go and deal with people and situations by taking it for what it's worth and controlling how you feel. Mm-hmm. Emotions and logic don't mix. You ain't never heard of somebody crying and and, and winning. Who wants to be a millionaire? Why they all emotional? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we we have to realize that it's in our best interest to strategically learn our triggers and how to control how we react and how we feel about situations. Absolutely. So so emotional discipline is real simple, man. And I give everybody just a you know me, I like to throw out little tips and little stuff for them to sure. um mm-hmm. to get that emotional really? discipline the next time you in a, a difficult situation and it doesn't even have to be you dealing with a difficult person it could be you you blew a blew a tire on your way to work now you're about to be late mm-hmm. yeah man. you could be mad right but logically you being mad is not going to get you there no quicker you're not going to be able to call AAA with a calm voice and tell them where you at you're probably going to mess up the rest of your day if you're going to be late to work you should probably be in a good mood so you can at least perform I'm pretty mm. sure if your boss say, yo, he was 15 minutes late, but he balled out the day, he'll leave you alone. So we have to realize and take control of all of that. Like, yo, it ain't in my best interest to get upset and bent out of shape about this. Logically,
0: mm. I'm not going right. to be
1: able to carry out the rest of my day effectively getting upset or bothered at something that me getting bothered is not going to fix.
0: Right, right.
1: You know what I mean? Like, so just mm-hmm. with the flat tire, bro, like, mm-hmm. let's just let, let's just show how you could go bad. So you're bad because you got a flat tire and you're going to be late. First of all, you're an adult. Real talk, you know you should have been on time. We're in the A. That's number one. Number two, <laughs> if you got some kind of towing service, your voice ain't going to be right. Them people hold your, your situation in their hand. If mm-hmm. your mom is right and you upset about that tire, see what time your, your truck gets there. Mm-hmm. Now you get to work and you're in a bad mood about something that's already happened and you can't control. And say you work a sales job, you late. Your boss ain't tripping about that, but you late. And because you're in a bad mood, you only got one sale. He definitely tripping about that. Mm-hmm. Now you got one cell and you're on your way home. You're frustrated. And you may have a wife or a kid who ain't got nothing to do with that, brother. Ain't got a damn thing to do with it. But now you, because you and your feelings have affected how they feel for the rest of the day, all over something that you could have just stopped and took five minutes to be like, yo. It ain't in my best interest to be bit out of shape about this if I want to handle this effectively and efficiently, right? We too stuck on self-gratification and instant gratification. I.e., cursing somebody out, i.e., getting upset. All that is is an instant gratification. What is your end game? Right. You need to think about your end game. So just stop this is what I ask people. If it's a tough situation or a difficult person, even when it comes to people, this is corny, but I deal with these folks who talk trash all day. I never take it personally. You know why? Because if somebody say something to you, and you say something back to them ugly, and then they be like, I'm sorry, man, my kid just died. How are you going to feel? Exactly. How are you you going to react? All
0: because you had to react. Instant
1: gratification. Mm Instant gratification. So it's just like, don't don't do that you it's stuff that we have to do and this is why i'm able to be off of my medicines because i, I don't you don't just get off your man and be like yo i'm good Nah, bro every single day <laughs> you gotta
0: do the work yeah
1: every day told us those right. days, it won't stop it does right. not stop right so emotional <clears throat> discipline man it's the ability to control how you feel and for those people who kind of think like meditation is corny or mindfulness is corny i'm gonna put it to you in a logical sense is this strategically going to help you be efficient for the rest of the day? Your to-do to list don't stop because you got mad. Your chores don't stop because you got mad. I exactly. do pay don't stop because you got mad. The gas right. not coming in because you ain't go get gas when, it, when, when they told you all day. <laughs> you being mad and being upset. Guess what? You still ain't got no gas. Right. When you could have calmed down and go looked up a way to go find a gas station, it's just efficiently, man. So. That's my little mm. skill on emotional discipline. I know I kept it a lot. I hope my stories and my input was enough for them, man. But absolutely. anytime, you're ready. <laughs>
0: absolutely. And and with that said, you know, for my audience especially, you know, that that goes to what I always speak about: making sure that you're, you know, when you have low frequency things going on, you check mm-hmm. yourself. You know, you tap in one time, you realize, okay this happened because of this you have no idea why it could have happened because there's no such thing as happenstance everything is for a reason uh-huh. and then you check yourself you check your energy and you vibrate higher you know play some good music maybe go while you're waiting for your tire to get you know replaced go get some exactly. food you know what i mean do something to make yourself feel better get in a better state of mind so you can have a good rest of your day versus Throwing the whole thing away because you decided to resonate in that lower vibrational energy. It's it's. And you hit it right on the
1: head, right there. We be throwing <laughs> everything away because of one incident. Like instead of I'm using an eraser, we made a mistake. Now we want to rip the whole paper out and throw it up. Throw
0: exactly, it away. exactly. We'll make a moment you know that has already passed. You know, basically, it, it, just make it longer. Just make it. That's that's exactly. the that's the vibe for the day. You hit it on the head again.
1: I was gonna say this, I already cut you like, and I think I don't yeah, know okay. if it's a Libra thing, but I think I know I see it with you, and I think with me, the thing that make me different a majority of the time in these situations is like I'ma complain. I'm a bitch, I'm right <laughs> too.
0: Yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna do
1: it a lot less than everybody else. So while everybody <laughs> else still complaining, I don't already begun to accept it and move forward. Yes, but yes, now when everybody, yes, yes. Up and they be like, Well, Trey he ain't complaining no more. Right, and, and he's ex- yeah, because I stopped while y'all was still complaining, I would have hit an inch out of that crowd uh, just 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 a little early to right, get the jump right. point.
0: Like, exactly, it, it, you
1: waste a lot of time complaining, man. Let's wait right.
0: because that's the other part of it the, to sit up here and act as though you're never going to talk trash, and you're just always going to be in a state of namaste is just like not realistic. You it's might be upset, you, exactly, yeah, exactly. You, you might be upset, you might say something right, but when you are done, that's it, and you're like, all right, well. Let's keep this going. We got to move forward because at the end of the day, it don't stop at all. And that's just what it is.
1: Exactly. Well, yeah, I know it was man. a lot. I know your joints be no, short. No, no. I, I appreciate you so much. For them I appreciate to be like, you so okay, much. Okay, this is no, no problem. <laughs> I appreciate
0: Anytime. you so much. And what I can say um, is just, I really just thank you so much for, you know, your insight. I think of just continuing to shed light on Situations and diagnoses such as this and sharing your personal testimony, your personal story, it's always always just really important for people to understand, you know, like it's not a one size fits all perspective for anything in life you can always overcome, but you definitely have to have the mental
1: fortitude to do so.
0: So exactly, and, and let's
1: make mental health cool, man. Y'all go follow me on all my social media. Yes, please it's, give
0: me all your handles, please. Please it's, shout it's, out all your handles, please.
1: It's, it's simple. I did my research, so it, I made it simple. It's medicine ball, all one word, and then LS and the number three. Medicine ball LS three. That's on Instagram. That is uh, my website, MedicineBallLS3.com. That is my Facebook group, Medicine Ball. And you'll see it. It's a brand with some big old arms. We out here. Go follow <laughs> me, man. We, we got to start making mental health cool, man. Because unfortunately, yes, that's yes. how we is. We follow trends. Let's make yes. it cool so we can be successful, man.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much once again, my friend. It has been a pleasure. And I hope we can do this again soon. Peace, love, and light to us all. Be good, you guys. So much for tuning in to check, please. I would love to hear from you. Please feel free to leave a comment, drop a topic that you would love for me to discuss, and please share this with anyone you think could benefit from these dope reminders about self-love. Most importantly, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you can receive all the episodes as they are released. Thank you so much again for joining me, your hippie homegirl Ari. And I hope that you will join me again soon. Peace, love, and light to us all.